You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode 86 of the Blended Family Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about keeping your sanity I think we all may be going a little bit crazy about now. It's mid-July, the kids have been home, and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a bit nutty. Before we begin, I just want to make a couple of announcements. I was featured on the Bad Boy Breakthrough podcast with host Lorna Poole. She is a dating expert who talks about men, love, sex, and relationships. She had me on the show to talk about the ins and outs of blended families, We actually discussed a lot about step-sibling issues, which has come up in the Facebook group recently. So check it out. It's not focused only on dating, but on a lot of the issues we deal with when dating someone with children. You can find it on the Bad Boy Breakthrough Podcast, episode 78, or if you go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash Breakthrough. That will take you to my site and there will be a link to click on there. And I'll go ahead and add the links in the show notes for you as well so you can listen later. Now, the Facebook group is growing every day and I'm really happy with the interaction I've seen there. If you're not already a member, please come on over to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group and join our community. This is a place to voice your concerns, ask questions, give advice, and even share exciting things about your family. There's no judgment either. And I know there are lots of you in there who don't post, but you like to read what's going on with everyone else, and that's fine too. I just love the support there. So thank you to all of you who are part of our family over there on Facebook. And you'll notice that I've started to change my name over on all of my platforms. I finally went down and did my social security card and my license. And so now I'm officially Melissa Brown, but I'll tell you, it's a very tedious process. I'm sure some of you know, changing every single thing that you have, it just feels like a never ending project. In any case, I just want to let you know that in case you see both names being used, depending on what site you're on, because I still need some time to get that all taken care of. And last, I'm interested in starting a new segment on the show. Whether it will be on every week or just once in a while kind of depends on you and your participation. I'm looking to add a short segment featuring some of you. It's a chance for me to get to know you all a little bit better and a chance for you to get to know each other a bit better. I'd like to ask you to do a short interview with me, really just a conversation, where I'll ask you some questions about your family and give you a chance to talk about what you love, what's challenging, things like that. You can get as personal as you want and don't worry, you only share what you want. I'm really hoping for a lot of participation here so we can make this a regular part of the show. If you're interested, shoot me an email at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com and I will send you all the details. I can't wait to get a chance to talk to you. It's going to be great. All right, so let's get into today's show. Keeping your sanity seems impossible sometimes, doesn't it? I'm choosing to do this show here in the summer 
Because I think it's when we all feel the most insane. Summer can bring a lot of great things, like sleeping in, barbecues, beaches, and lazy days. But it also brings other things like boredom, children fighting, messy houses, and late nights. I know plenty of parents who cannot wait for school to start back up, including me. I've spoke about this before. I love that we don't have to worry about homework, school lunches, and extracurricular activities. What I don't love is the stress of summer. I think I told you last week that the kids are eating a lot. I'm telling you, I, I can't keep up with the eating situation. I'm trying to cook every night, but the food is going so quick. I haven't even been buying tons of snacks because when I do, that's all they'll eat during the day when we're working. You know, I, I'm at the food store probably every other day, sometimes every day. Now, I know some of you have six kids, so I'm sure you're feeling it too, especially when they're teenagers. They can pack away some food. And besides that, they have nothing to do. They're constantly bored and there's not much for them to do. They don't want to go outside because it's hot. Every place we can take them costs money. Unless we let them walk the mall, we just can't seem to keep them busy enough. And me, well, with all the cooking and trying to keep them entertained, not to mention the excess laundry and picking up the house after them and my regular job, I'm exhausted. So does any of this sound familiar to you? Probably, and I'm sure you have other issues as well. Are your kids fighting? They aren't used to spending so much time together, so it's common to see them getting on each other's nerves more often. Do you feel like you're constantly breaking up fights all day? Or do you find yourself following them around, picking up the tornado they leave behind? Are you falling into bed at night with no time for you and your partner because of the kids staying up later than usual? Don't worry, we're halfway through the summer. I'm actually almost done. We go back the second week of August. But if you still have to make it to September, hang in there. We'll survive. So today, some tips to help keep your kids occupied and some tips to help you keep sane so that you can make it through the next four to six weeks. Now, depending on the ages of your children, some things here will work and some won't. I'm not done raising my kids yet, but so far to me, the teenage years are proving to be the most difficult in every area, including the summer. Sure, they're independent, but they still can't just do whatever they want. They still rely on us to take them places, and they're still constantly bored. That's all we hear is how bored they are. Now, if yours are a bit younger, you'll have a lot more solutions for the summer boredom, and that's really the key, right? Keeping them occupied. And money is usually an issue with blended families when it comes to finding affordable activities. A simple movie can cost a family almost $100 when they're six kids. And that's a lot of money for just two hours. But there are lots of things you can do that don't cost a lot. So here are some ideas. And these are for you if you are home with the kids. I know many of you work and you have to place the kids in daycare or with a relative or sitter. But if you're home... A museum. Some of them are very cheap. You'd have to check your local places. A free movie. Again, depending on where you live, some theaters offer a free movie every week. Sure, it might be an older movie, but the kids usually don't mind that. The beach is a great place to go if you live near one. I know it's a pain to drag all of your stuff, but it usually keeps the kids happy for hours. Just make sure you bring a cooler because as soon as you get there, 
Someone is bound to be hungry even if you fed them all before you left. How about a park? Another place that keeps the kids busy while you can sit and get some rest. The library is a great place to visit once a week. You can allow them each to pick out their own books, which should take a little while. And then it also encourages reading at home. Again, something that I have a hard time enforcing at my house, but I can dream. In any case, you can find things for them to do that gets them out of the house. When you take them to a place outdoors, like the park, they can run around and wear themselves out so they'll be nice and tired by the time you get home, and they won't be home destroying the place. You should try for at least two outings a week if you can, if not more. Another idea, if you have some friends with kids around the same ages, is to set up play dates. You can set it up where you go with the kids and the adults can have a visit while you let the kids play. Or you can set it up where one parent watches all the kids while the other parent goes and gets a break. So maybe you need to run some errands, go to the gym, or just sit in silence for a bit. And then the next week, the other parent returns the favor. And you can also do the same with sleepovers. If you're home, have them play outside for a portion of the day. I know it's hot, but you can set up a sprinkler or a slip and slide outside for them to cool off. My kids used to love that, and they would spend hours outside. Help them set up a lemonade stand. Get them some jump ropes or skates. It's important that they get active, so anything that encourages them to move is good, even swimming. Kids tend to get a bit lazy over the summer. Arts and crafts are also a great thing to do outside because it's an easier cleanup, especially paint. And I also think it's important to let the kids figure out how to entertain themselves. You know, it's such a different world these days. We remember as kids, didn't we used to go out all day, come home for dinner, make up our own games using our imagination? Today's world is so consumed with social media and electronics that our children don't do the things that we used to do. And it's hard too because that's all they seem to be interested in is their electronics, especially as they get older. You know, I'm not going to be able to get my teens to go out and play. They have no interest right now in anything but the cell phones and videos and music. But if your kids are younger, you might want to limit the electronics and push them to do some other activities. So those are just some things for your kids to do to keep busy. But what about you? How do you keep yourself calm? So now let me give you some ideas for yourself. And this is important. Self-care is what keeps us sane. If you are not doing anything for yourself, you're going to feel insane and you're not going to be happy at all. So the number one most important thing for you to do over the summer is to get a sitter and go out. Again, if you can't afford a sitter, you can ask a friend and then you can sit for your friend the next week. Or an older sibling can sit for a small allowance, but you and your partner need date night still. And whether you decide to do it every week, twice a month, or even once a month is up to you. But you've got to make an effort to get out with your partner alone. You're going to feel ragged, especially if you are home with the kids all day. It feels nice sometimes to get dressed up and have an adult evening. Even a daytime date is fine if that's all you can work out. Don't worry about the kids. They'll enjoy the break too, and they'll appreciate that when you come home, you'll probably have more patience. When Sean and I only had the kids every other weekend, we wouldn't go out. 
we chose at that time to go out on the weekends. We didn't have the kids. But with the summer, we have them here a lot more. And we don't go out a lot when we have them now either because, you know, we still have every week off too. But occasionally we'll step out for a bit. You know, sometimes having them here for a week is stressful. So by Saturday night, we might need that little break to connect. You do too. So you've got to make an effort to do that. Another thing you need to do is to continue to take time for yourself. I know this is more difficult over the summer because the kids are always around and they need a lot, but this goes back again to self-care. Maybe you don't have time for the daily yoga class, but certainly you can make sure you do it once a week. Maybe you can't sit down for an hour every day and indulge in a book, but you can find 10 or 15 minutes to sneak away and read it. You can wait until your partner comes home and hide in the bathroom for a nice steamy shower or bath, go for an early morning walk with a cup of coffee or tea, sit on your patio in the evening with a glass of wine, whatever it is that brings you peace, even if it's only for 10 minutes, do it. And don't forget about the meditation too. I don't know how many of you are actually doing that. 10 minutes every day. And then something else for one hour a week. So that would be you know, a weekly class, a weekly lunch with a friend, or a trip to the store alone. If you have no time for yourself and your entire day is consumed with kids, you are going to be completely depleted. Next, I want you to lean on your partner. You guys are a team. You might both work, or maybe only one of you works outside of the home. Either way, when you are both at home, you need to help one another. One person cannot be responsible for all the housework and all the childcare. It's just too much over the summer. Honestly, it's too much for one person at any time of the year, but summer is more challenging. If one of you is handling the dinner dishes, the other can help with the evening routines like baths. And as far as emotionally, you need to be a team there too. If one of you is home all day with the kids, the other needs to understand their partner needs a break when they get home. It's exhausting looking after kids all day long. If you both work and you both come home tired, help one another get through the evening. Sometimes summer stress can place a lot of tension on a relationship. Make sure that you communicate to your partner what you need. I can tell you that Sean and I, well, we don't get along as well over the summer or whenever we have all the kids for an extended period of time. And that's just because we both feel a lot more stressed. And it's something that we're working on and we have to make a conscious effort to keep working on. So try to work with your partner and not against them because the kids can really do that to you. Something else you should do, and it may be a little late for this now, halfway into the summer, but you want to try to establish a routine. Like I said, that would have been better done back in June, but it's never too late to implement some routine. And just because it's summer doesn't mean it's a free-for-all. Kids thrive on routine, and that's what they're used to all year in school. One of the things we love about summer is that we get to throw away routines, right? But completely eliminating routine isn't always good. Some of the ways you can keep routine is to try and have wake-up and bedtime generally around the same time. Again, with teenagers, I know that's hard. They like to stay up late and sleep all day. And I don't agree with that at all, but I will be honest right now and tell you that I lost all control over that. I have to go to bed by 10 or 11 because we get up at 6.30 in the morning since we still have to go to work. 
And I have no way of monitoring the kids to make sure they're in bed at a reasonable time. It seems like I lost the battle on that one. But if you can, try to have a bedtime. And speaking of that, you know, as the kids get older, us adults no longer have the quiet alone time at night that we used to have when the kids would go to bed early. That's just something else that happens, which is why that date night is so important. Anyway, back to routines. Another thing you can do is establish weekly routines, again, if you're home with them. So maybe you can pick which days of the week you do certain things. So like Monday might be library day, Tuesday the park, Wednesday rent a movie day, Thursday a play date, and Friday night game night. That's just an example, but it's good to do something like that because the kids will know what to expect, so they won't be asking you every day what you're doing. And it gives them something to do each day and to look forward to, so it helps eliminate boredom. Routine can help for you too with your own stuff. Know which day of the week you'll do the laundry, clean the house, food shop, mow the lawn. If you do have to work from home, try and set hours that are routine so the kids know and they won't be bothering you during those times. Another thing I want to say here about helping you keep your sanity is enlisting the kids to help out around the house. Now, you may already have a chore list set up that you use during the year. Regretfully, we're a little lax in my house about the chores because during the year, we don't have all the kids. And I hate to make them come on a weekend and do chores. We only get a couple of days with them during the year. But whether you have a system in place or not, the summer is a good time to make sure you enforce some chores You may choose to keep your regular system or you might want to change it since summers can be so different from the rest of the year. The main point here is the kids are home and they're eating more often, probably changing clothes more often, and definitely making more of a mess around the house. At a minimum, they should be picking up after themselves. Other things they can do to help are help with the dishes, help cook, run a vacuum, help with laundry, even do yard work. It'll keep them busy, and it'll take some of the pressure off of you. Plus, if they have to start cleaning their own mess, they might be more careful about making it. And don't worry, if the job isn't done to your standards, that you can let go. As long as they're helping, that's what really matters. And last, summer is a great time to finish projects that you have, whatever that might be. One of the things I like to do every summer is to clean out drawers and closets, kind of get everything fresh for the upcoming fall, especially in the kids' rooms. Every year, I make them clean out all of their dresser drawers and closets to get rid of anything that doesn't fit so we know what we need as far as new school clothes. And I can never believe how much garbage accumulates in their rooms over the course of the year. So you can make a throwaway pile, a pile for Goodwill, and another pile for hand-me-downs if that works in your family. And I always tell the kids that if they want new things for the school year, we first have to see what we need and get rid of the old stuff. You can also start a family project that you can all do together, like plant a garden outside or build a clubhouse. Family projects are a great way to bond together. You can even think of projects that are easy enough for the kids to do together where you only supervise, which is a great chance for siblings and step-siblings to work together as a team. So that's what I've got for you today. I hope I've given you some ideas to help you get through the remainder of the summer with your sanity intact. 
If you have some other ideas you'd like to share that I didn't mention, you can go ahead and comment on the website show notes or on the Facebook page. I also want to remind you to check out my interview on the Bad Boy Breakthrough podcast. And don't forget to write to me if you'd like to be part of the show by sharing your own story. And again, that's Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I'm getting ready to roll out some news and I have a lot planned for you this upcoming year. So please also subscribe to my newsletter so you'll be the first to know about any news I release. And you can do that by simply going to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. I will be back next week with another show. Until then, stay sane. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.